What is up, everybody? This is the Baguette Boys, aka the three best friends that anybody could have, coming to you live from all over the United States. JK, we're not live, but you guys already know that. In any case, we got an absolute banger here for you today, and we're fucking excited. Excuse my language. Oh, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. Are we allowed to say that on the yeah. podcast? I think we are. I think we're okay. we'll it's on the radio, right? We'll, we'll excuse it, but it's okay. It's okay. okay, thank God. Thank God. Uh, all right, guys, if you guys don't know who we are, we are the Baguette Boys, and we are basically talking about our journey to success. Essentially, we're just three regular guys from all over the United States just trying to find success and whatever that means to us. Uh, the way we like to describe it is we're all in this boat together, and we're just helping each other row. And so today, like every podcast, we started out with our week in review, and uh, I'll give it over to Derek as our first uh, first person today. Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, my week so far has not been the best. I've been hit with some weird waves of um, unmotivation, but I'm powering through it. Today got a little bit better. I worked on my website, which has been my overarching goal, my overarching side project, so I'm happy I started working on that. I'm very excited. I'm going to be taking a trip home, so I think that will refresh me. I think I've been going hard in the paint for a while, so my running goals have fallen off. But, you know, I'm excited to do this podcast, and I'm excited to see see and talk to my best friend right now. So we're, everything's good in the hood. It's awesome to hear, man, and uh, I'm excited for you to go home. I'm, uh, we're all excited for you because... Uh, Man, we cherish that place, and also you get to go find, go get that fine weather and that uh, that beach time. Go to the beach, baby. Let's go. All right, and next we have Connor. Here we go, baby. Let's hear that week. What's up, everybody? Um, week was a good week. Um, you know, there was times where I felt where Derek was at, where I felt a little bit unmotivated, but something about that sunshine, man, gets you going. So anytime I was feeling a little unmotivated, whether I was at work or even just at home, um, just a little bit of that sunshine really kept me motivated and kept me going. I went to the beach a couple of times, finished my book that I've been reading. Um, so happy about that. Um, I didn't go running twice. I did go running once though and swam one of those mornings, uh, that I went to the beach, uh, something about going to the beach in the morning. That's, that's prime. Nothing better than that, man. Nobody at the beach. It's still hot out. The sun's directly on you. I'll tell you, man, it was a good week. It was a good week. Ooh. Little beach action, love it. Mm. Swimming too. That's the first for a while, huh? I know it feels good, you know, with the cardio there. But have to have to uh, build the endurance up, especially in the pool side, if I want to be uh, somewhere in that top athlete condition. That's good to hear. But also, you had a big accomplishment. It sounded like you got that book done, so that's great to hear. Book is done. Great book. It's one of those books you're just gonna have to read it over and over again because it's filled with information. And every time you read it, you'll probably learn something a little bit more, or, um, you know, understand it a little bit better. What was the, the awesome title of the book? Okay. What was the title of the book? Genius Life. Genius Life. Probably. Genius Life gives you just a bunch of information about, um, you know, food that that fit that you're that you're eating through, um, anything that's you know built inside of that stuff, fitness plans, routines. I don't know, it's just it tells you how to live the genius life. The best life possible. So live my life. Live your life the best way you can is what it's trying to say. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys. And I'm your host today, Richie. And today, uh, I guess I'll talk about my week uh, before we get into it. Uh, but my week was really 
it was decent. I, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, uh, from a goals perspective, I think it was pretty bad. <laughs> I think uh, for two straight podcasts now, I think I've said that. Um, my goals have been pretty bad, but uh, I had my brother in town again uh, for the, uh, his last week. He just left. And uh, man, it was good. I mean, it's great to have somebody to hang out with. Um, I think like a lot of times I've been pretty lonely during the week. I haven't had people to hang out with. Um, all my roommates are gone. And, uh, you know, they've been gone for months and months now. Uh, they're just going to be coming back here. Um, work was, you know, it was okay. Um, nothing great, nothing bad, but um, it was just mellow. Um, but, yeah, I think it was, a, it was a good week overall just to, you know, have a good time with my brother and uh, just experience, you know, New York City in a, in a different lens. Um, but I totally agree with Connor. I think, that, you know, getting that sunshine, getting that, that, uh, that other um, – vitamin D uh, and just trying to live my best life was definitely pretty helpful. Um, yeah, I think, uh, but I, you know, I, as it pertains to my goals, I think I've been in a pretty big, you know, rut. And I think that's the kind of the first thing I want to get into here. Uh, just as, as we get into the topic, our next segment, before we get there, I just want to ask you guys, um, as I get into my next week, you know, what do you guys suggest um, I do to get out of this rut, to try to get myself into that groove again on my goals and all the different aspects of my life. What do you guys think? Oh my God. Start small brother. Yeah. Sometimes we get, sometimes we get overwhelmed with ourselves and we see all of our goals in our own head and it just amplifies it, magnifies everything. When in reality, sometimes it only takes 20 minutes out of your day to do. Um, so that, that'd be my suggestion. Just start off the week, say one thing that you're going to do complete that thing. Don't do anything else. Don't overwhelm yourself. Be proud of the fact that you did one thing, whether it was one push-up or, you know, a whole workout. It doesn't matter what it was. As long as that goal is small and you can get that small win. A lot of the times we uh, neglect those small wins and they actually do a lot more good than harm. True, true. Small wins. I, I, I don't use them as much as I should, but I definitely echo that. I, I need to take advantage of small wins more often. Uh, for the getting started on your week and getting out of rut, I think the, the best thing that I do that helps me start the week is like on a Sunday, the day before my week starts is like collect my thoughts. And by the time Monday hits, I can hit the ground running. So there's no, no downtime on Monday where it's like, crap, what do I have to do? And you spend half the day or the entire day figuring out what we're going to do for the week. And you already lost an entire day. So Sunday, just collecting your thoughts, kind of putting together at least some sort of game plan. You can start and Monday, you just come in, tackle those goals. Now, when you collect those thoughts, are you looking back at the previous week and saying, okay, I didn't do this, I did this, maybe I could have done this, and then re-examining the future and looking onward into the week ahead and saying, all right, because I didn't do this this last week, I'm doing it this week. Yeah. No, I mean, so I don't I don't want to overwhelm anyone with my crazy-ass system, but um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a weekly review pretty much with the software I use where I pretty much see all of my projects that I'm doing, all of my tasks that I have in my entire, hopefully in my entire life that I can just put out into my computer. And I do like a weekly review of like how I can move things around and better game plan for it. So yes to the things I want to overdo and also things that I'm like, oh crap, that's taking a lot more time. Let me give myself more time on that one. Damn, I love that. That's intense. That's awesome. it's not something I would do, but that's organization to the T, and I love that. Yeah, 
Uh, those are great tips and I really appreciate it. And I think that kind of gets me into what we're about to talk about today, the topic really. Um, so the topic today is really gonna be about, and you probably heard me talk about it before, but really just talking to your friends. I think one of the things that we don't necessarily do enough is talk about specific things that we're going through. And the reason I wanna talk about that is because we all go through different things at different times in our lives, but probably one of your friends has gone through similar types of different, similar, similar types of uh, things before and could probably help you get through it. And the one I wanna start off on is that weird time after college when you're about to get a job or maybe you got a job and you moved cities uh, as my, per my example, you know, moving to LA from San Francisco, kind of leaving all my friends from college and going to uh, LA to get a job. And uh, you know, it was that weird time where I, you know, you're kind of, you know, re re exploring. You're basically at the bottom of the barrel again in the workforce. And, uh, and it's just an awkward time. And, you know, I want to start there and Connor, I'm going to pass the ball over to you. And I think we're having some technical difficulties. I think he's on you. <laughs> Dang, that's our first one. There we go. I know. I know. Well, I, I just, I mean, from any time after college, it's a tough transition to get into that normal life. Unless you're somebody that has been driven into internships and different types of programs to kind of nurture them into the, quote unquote, real world. Um, but it, it's, I mean, the transition is, is going to be tough and having people around you that support you and um, ultimately that you trust um, will help the transition a, a lot more. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think uh, I was listening to a podcast when I was right, right out of college. And the one thing that they mentioned, you know, was you're not going, you're not the only one going through this. Um, there's a whole entire millions of people across the world that are graduating pretty much around the same time that you are. And although we feel like we're alone in this situation, that we're going through it and we're special that we're going through it, you know, there's millions of other people that are also going through the same type of situation. Um, and maybe it is unique for you, but I think, you know, it, you know, we're all kind of going through these things and you do need to surround yourself and kind of have those conversations um, ultimately with other people. Uh, Derek, any thoughts here? Yeah, man. I mean, this is a this is a, a huge topic, and we have plenty to talk about here. And it's just, I, I feel like it's not even just graduating college. It's like it's like this period of time of like young adulthood in general that you go from. I feel like it's the fundamental transition from a kid to an adult, right? As a kid, you have these abstractions that your parents have or your teachers or whatever, and you don't know the value of money. You don't know like what things actually cost, and you're like, you think you're an adult. You're like, I can do whatever I want. Like, I I know what I'm doing. And then as you get to this time period, you start to realize like, crap, like I, this is like a lot of, a lot of pressures on me. I have to be my own person. And I feel like that, that stress of deciding such big things is, is a hard thing to go through. And we're going, we're still going through it. And it's just, I mean, we're going to give as much advice as we can, but I, 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 anyone who is out there listening, you're not alone. And we, we are right there with you. The bad guy boys are, have gone through it and are still going through it. You want to know yeah. that that's a real turning point because a lot of people are like, oh, I am alone on this because there's nobody around. But if you think about it, you're finishing school when you're, you know, in your early 20s and you've been going to school for your entire life. That transition period, everybody's gone through it and everybody's going through it. So you might have different outcomes, but the emotions are still the same. The confusion, the feeling of being lost, they're all the same. I mean, that's why 
when we as as boys and brothers here started talking to each other and getting a little bit more in depth on what we're actually experiencing on an emotional level it's helped that transition immensely because now i know that i'm not the only one going through that emotional turnover because it's a very hard thing to you know explain to a lot of people is that emotional part but that's what we're getting to is having that i don't want to say brotherhood but just having people that you can talk to and trust enough that will understand the emotions that you're going through and, and give you that support that you need. Yeah, I think that's that is such a good point right there. And I think kind of the I think that is the thing that we should kind of dive into is really that that community that you need to surround yourself with, right? And it's not necessarily just that time period. I think it is in life, right? And so let's talk a little bit about you know, what do we think community does and how that plays a part in our lives, you know, going forward, whether that's your career, your health, your mental health, emotional health, et cetera, like whatever it is, uh, what kind of community do you need to surround yourself with? Can you do it alone? I think, uh, Derek, I want to pass the ball to you on this. Yeah, I actually, I think this is a very perfect question for me because um, because of my foray into moving to Seattle and just saying like, screw it, I'm gonna go off and do my own thing. Um, I think community is immensely important. I think that everyone needs their alone time, but I think in the long run, in general, you need to have people around you that support you and love you and know who you are fundamentally. Um, the way I define a friend is, isn't someone who's like nice to you or you know, it's like someone who you feel comfortable being yourself and you don't have to feel guarded around. And I feel like yeah. when you're in a situation where you have to put that guard up all the time even even though you know people are nice to you like you still have to put that up that is really draining and you can't really figure out what's good and bad for you if you're, if you're constantly putting up people. so um, use your friends and use your community wherever that is and and be there for them when they need it because that's that's the yeah. part of community do you think that um when you are and like perfect example i guess when you went to seattle one of the situations that you were going through potentially was this social pressure of like different things that you, you know, you got to be outgoing and you want to make friends. And there's this little social pressure of like, well, I should go out and go do these things and I should do this and I should, I should do these things, be social, I guess, um, versus potentially spending more time on yourself that you maybe could have done. Any, yeah, any thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, I mean, we're getting to like the, like the, the root of my emotional struggles as a young adult right here. I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, you guys know, I grew up very social. I mean, I was involved in all these organizations and I love being around people. And I think after college, it was a lot of fun and I had all these different groups of friends, which was great, but I feel like I just didn't have a lot of time to be myself. But I also was kind of, it kind of conflated my ego with like, oh, I'm this super social person. I can talk to anyone. I can like go to a bar and socialize. And then I went to Seattle, it like, threw me way outside my comfort zone. And like, I do have the skill set, if you want to call it a skill set, or like the confidence to talk to someone new, but it's still very overwhelming. And I think what moving to Seattle did is that it gave me some time to like, w th think about what I want in my life. You know, like think about what I want to do as an individual and how I want to contribute. I think contribute to the world is a little far-fetched. I feel like if, if any of you listening say, I want to contribute to the world, that's great, but realize that's a huge, huge thing. I, I think yeah. you needed to, I want to contribute to my community, whatever that looks did like. We just, did we just say at the beginning, get that small win, get that small <laughs> win, baby. Yeah. yeah, keep going, Derek, keep going. Yeah. Anything else? So, so, yeah, I mean, 
I think it just emphasized the impact that I had, like that of my community growing up, and which is why another reason why I moved back to California in the near future, and just appreciating what I have and appreciating also the goals that I've set for myself that I'd be reaching forward with my fellow Big Eye boys. So love to hear it. Love to hear it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think Connor. I think I'd like, I'd like to obviously get you uh, get you some action here, uh, telling us a little bit about your community, what your thoughts are. Um, you know, when is it good to have a community? When do you need it? Uh, so on and so forth. You know, community is a is a tough one because a lot of people understand community as like hundreds of people, um, and I don't think this is necessarily where we're going with this conversation. I think it's you know, everyone needs a social life. You need it. I mean, the interactions that you bring uh, into your life deliver different hormones through the body and um, neurochemicals. So there's stuff that you need from other people to get those arousals and to get those feelings. You can't do that alone. So in a community and in friendship, yeah, you need you need that stuff. But you could also do it alone. Uh, a lot of people uh, that I admire are able to do a lot of things on their own and be comfortable with that. They don't need the support from other people to go through it. So I think it's definitely a tough question to answer because it's going to, I mean, a lot of the questions that we answer are going to be subjective. There's not going to be a right or wrong answer. There's stuff that you just have to really feel out and understand what's happening right now. Um, like, do you need a community? Do you thrive when you're in, you know, a sports league or playing on a team sport, or do you thrive when, you know, you're playing video games at home. You know, there's different different types of communities and different types of social interactions. So, it's just playing the field and understanding really what you want out of out of life and who you want around you. You just got to play with it. Maybe you want four. Maybe you want a thousand. Yeah, I think you guys have both brought up some interesting points, and I think it kind of helps me uh, to dive into sort of a little topic here, uh, a sub subtopic, uh, if you will. But essentially, and I think we've started to have these conversations previously, but like right when coronavirus started, you know, people were just leaving the cities, leaving everywhere. And we all live in major cities. And so, for example, for me, a lot of my roommates left. People weren't seeing each other. We we're all locked down. And the one thing I said that I enjoyed, and this is basically what I was saying, we're talking about was like self-isolation, really starting to get to know yourself because you have nobody else to hang out with at this moment. You're literally by yourself in your apartment. And for me, that was basically starting to understand myself more and more. Uh, weird thing I did, I put a mirror in my living room and I was like, look, man, you got to get outside. You got to look at yourself every single day and you got to be comfortable with yourself and you got to love yourself. And I think when we have these conversations and we're talking about these things, um, you know, obviously we have these conversations every week, regardless if we're doing a podcast or not, but basically starting to understand ourselves better and starting to really, you know, love ourselves, so to speak, um, is really, I think, an important thing to do. And I think you guys both hit on it was, you know, in different ways, which is like really starting to understand yourself and really starting to um, become yourself. And I think we've talked about that in previous podcasts mm -hmm. too, which was like, Try to understand yourself in a understand yourself early on if you can. You know those people that are able to do that. That's so envious. So Derek, any thoughts on uh, kind of understanding yourself? You know that self love, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, when all is said and done, the most important thing is that you are happy with yourself and happy or can content with with the choices you make. I think the way you do that was is continuously loving yourself and continuously being self-aware with what you're doing. Um, 
And I, I think I think t in today's terms, like especially pre-corona, there was a lot of like pressure societally to like achieve and do and be all these great things and like the world is your oyster and which is which is all true but i, I realized like people need to kind of slow down themselves like that those things that you're reaching for don't happen overnight and you don't have to put that much pressure on yourself and i think that's one thing that personally for me coronavirus taught me like as, as shitty as it is to say like like, like richie i i kind of enjoyed myself like isolation even though i live by myself and i already have been doing it but like just that kind of like tone down, like, all right, we can all kind of take a little break and take it like not as not as intensely. And that in and of itself helped me be more productive because I was like more comfortable myself and I just felt better about what I was doing and more closely connected to the work I was doing. So um, I think that's yeah. step one into, into self-love. Yeah, Connor, I want to hand the ball to you on this, but I also want to ask you one particular question. Uh, so you can add on to Derek, but one thing I want you to keep in mind as you answer this is, what things did you learn about yourself during this period of coronavirus? Anything? That's funny. I'm the opposite. No, I don't. I definitely don't thrive when I'm alone, um, which is completely normal. You know, a lot of people need that surrounding influence of somebody else or just people in general. Uh, I, th you know, I thrive when I'm around other people, whether I'm talking to them or not. Uh, just something being around people and, and having that happiness around is exciting for me. And so being alone, being isolated in my bedroom, because I don't own, I don't rent a full apartment. You know, I, I, I have other roommates that were also like Richie, you know, here and there. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really hang out with them. So in a sense, I was completely alone, but I learned that uh, a lot, I learned a lot about myself, obviously, that I obviously don't like being alone, but to the point of being more organized, being more productive, like Derek was saying, I kind of like got a little influence on a little bit of that stuff because you know you have to do these things for yourself because if you rely on too many people to do too many things for you, it becomes more detrimental than anything. So having that realization of just like, all right, I got to do this, do this, do this, and that I can be productive on my own, that I can do things on my own. Um, so that was a big uh, maturity point as well for me to understand that as well. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. I mean, I think the thing that we were talking about previously was just like, you know, trying to figure out yourself when we weren't in coronavirus was so much more difficult because you don't spend that isolate. I think for me, at least it was like, you don't spend that time alone to really think about it too much because you're like, well, I got a million other things I can go do. I can, you know, go hang out with my friends. I can go do all these things. Like I have to go to work, whatever it might've been. You know, while we're in coronavirus, like you're basically, you know, sitting at home, uh, working from home or working out at home, you name it. We're doing so much stuff by ourselves that, you know, you have to look yourself in the mirror and really ask yourself certain things of, you know, what do you want to be? How do you, uh, you know, what do you want to be in 10 years? You know, how do you want to be now so that you can be that? Um, and so what I want to ask you guys next is really how do you guys think, um, what do you guys think you need to do to continue to self-evolve, to continue to be self-aware with you know who you are, and uh, even when things start to get more normal? I mean, Connor, the gym just opened it up for you, um, and uh, you know what things are you going to do now to continue your self-awareness? Well, I've, I've realized a lot of the habits that I wanted to create pre-COVID where, like you said, influences happen constantly. And it's like, okay, I don't have to do it this time. I'll do it another time. 
And then when things happened where we were isolated, you know, I got the chance to do that. Got the chance to cook for myself. I got the chance to, you know, find myself a little bit because of the extra time that was able. Because with COVID, you know, the gym was shut down. I was unable to work. So that was a time where I really had to fill up that that eight-hour workday with other things so I didn't have to, like, just absolutely lose my mind. Um, but, you know, going forward, now that I'm back into a routine of working these eight-hour days, um, eight to ten-hour days, I have to create that habit and create a rhythm for myself so that way it's consistent for myself. So I've already, you know, been really good about, you know, cooking my cooking for myself, eating enough, exercising enough, and I'm just finding myself to find a good rhythm right now. And it's a, definitely a growth up in happiness um, from pre and, and post. Woo! Damn. Oh, I don't know. We should drop. Should we drop the mic right there? Jesus. <laughs> no, that's positivity, man. <laughs> Derek, let's hear it, buddy. Let's hear. It. How do you continue to be self-aware as things start to normalize? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a great question. I mean, like the pre-COVID, when I was like freshly out of college, I think I was very similar to Connor, where like, yeah, this is this is the time. This is my twenties, and like, I can do it later. I don't need to worry about this stuff now. I'm my career. Who cares? Um, but now, like with everything coming together, like as the whole post-graduation era that I'm currently still in, I think just going forward is like managing your time versus against, not versus, against like social fun things. Like, let's be real, all three of us, we love our fun. We love concerts and bars and what have you and like being social. and. While it's very fun and we're, we would have a great time doing that in our 20s, we realize the trade-off, right? I, I hate, hate bringing economics and school into this, but the opportunity cost is <laughs> we're starting to get really excruciatingly high, right? We have to pick and choose our battles. And I think that is going to be the biggest thing for me is choosing when and where to have fun, but also when and where to do my goals and work us up, focus on myself, especially since when I'm be moving, I'm going to be living with friends and that social um, distraction is going to be a lot more prevalent in my life. But I think I'm a lot better equipped to say no and be like, hey, I need to do my own thing right now. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think that we've learned a lot during coronavirus and like being self-aware is going, continue to be self-aware is going to be, you know, a very difficult thing as people are going to be eager to get back in, into that world and be social in these different uh, aspects. And so before we go, I want to, you know, before we get to that next segment, you know, the one last thing I want to talk about here, the last question for you guys is really going to be around, you know, how are we going to hold you guys accountable? So like we as a baguette boys, you know, that's really the, the journey here. We're like, like, this is basically the topic. Bring it back is how are we going to talk to you and help you uh, as we go forward? Um, and continue down this journey? How are we going to help you? Um, and Connor, what part have we played already and what part do you expect us to play going forward? I mean, I definitely think it's all about the, the support. I mean, we obviously all know any transition of living or just in general is, is always stressful. It's always going to bring discomfort in, in ways that may not be noticeable in Derek's eyes. And that's for our job to realize, you know, oh, he's He's, he's definitely not in a normal mood, normal than we would recognize because we are so close to him. We do recognize different things and we can ask those questions of like, what's going on, man? What's up? And that trust, 
he's got to bring that trust factor back in, knowing that we're there for him. We're here to to listen to those situations and, and be, you know, a shoulder to cry on in that instance, you know? So, um, but yeah. just that support is, is the role that we have to play and keeping him on track with what he wants to achieve. There's a lot of influences that could happen between those instances, but if he wants to get to point A to point B, I got to keep him on that straight line. I can't, I can't let him zigzag to, to point C and D and F and, and T. So um, got to keep him, keep him directed. True. Keep me on that straight and narrow, baby. <laughs> quickest, the quickest point from point A to point B is a straight line, right? Yeah. Uh, Derek, same thing. How are we going to play a part in your journey uh, keeping you uh, keeping you going here? Yeah, man. I think plenty of things. I think a quick example of what Connor was talking about. Um, we were at a, a festival, music festival last last year, and there's a point where I got really pissed and like I didn't I didn't outwardly show it too well. I just kind of got really quiet and I was just like kind of being short with everyone. But Connor kind of immediately noticed, pulled me aside. He was like, come on, we're, let's have fun. Come on. Like, Dude, I, I can't believe you remember that moment because that is so funny. <laughs> Always be there for your boys. Always be there. Thanks, man. I needed it. I, I for sure needed it then. Um, but to Richie's original question about you guys being there for us or just us being there for each other, I think we do a great job of checking in on each other and having these like weekly calls just being more serious than most friends are. I feel like a lot of friends, I wouldn't say are surface level, but they, they don't really like get to the, the root of everything when they need to. So I think just that we do a great job. But I think if I'm being super critical, I think we, there's some points we probably need to be harsher with each other and like step in and like, like, you know, like, like, I know you can do this. Like Derek, stop freaking doing dumb stuff and work on your website that you keep talking about. Um, <laughs> You know, like I like it's. I think Connor again. Sorry to bring up Connor and me so often, but um, thanks Connor, for leaving me out, boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like I wasn't there. Like almost authoritarian, author, authoritarian figure in his life to like, like a coach, like someone's like pushing you past your limits where you don't want to do it, but you can do it, and like that, I think is where the magic happens, right? Like I. We're gonna hate each other at some point, but at the same time, we're gonna be getting stuff done that we we know we want to do. Hundred percent. I I want to tie kind of everything we've talked about, and feel free to jump in and help me summarize this as we go or as I go. Um, but basically, I think you know we talked about a couple of different areas here. You know, we talked about after that weird time between after college and you know real life. And I think what and we talked about like how talking about that kind of situation and during this self isolation time and becoming self-aware and continuing to push ourselves, you know, basically the common theme around this was, you know, having these conversations because we're not going through it alone. We're going through this. Um, and maybe we feel like we're alone in this position, but we're all in the boat together. We're all rowing. Right. And we're all helping each other row. Um, and, you know, I might be going through a certain circumstance, but Derek might've already gone through it. Um, or Connor might have already gone through it. Like Derek, for example, we didn't even mention this. Derek moved to Seattle, moved there alone, no friends there really. Um, you know, really quickly after that, I moved to New York City, not a lot of friends here, uh, so on and so forth. Basically the same situation. You know, the good thing that we did was continue to talk about it. You know, it's a known thing that it's not going to be easy. Um, so basically, I think, you know, the common theme on this, today's podcast, bringing it back to that topic, was really around talking to your friends um, and trying not to just be that service level, right? And not just uh, 
not just being, hey, how you doing, but you know, really understanding how they're doing and understanding the different aspects that they're going through in their life. Uh, anything to add, guys, before we get to the last segment? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of the times we'll ask our friends how they're doing and they'll say good and we move on from that. Um, but if they're really your really good friends and your best friends, you know, dig a little deeper. You know, what's something new you did today or what's something that bugged you today? Different phrasing the wording, phrasing the questions differently always brings a little bit of question into the listener's mind because they're not expecting a different question. They're expecting the same question that's asked over and over again. So changing up the questions, understanding what your friends really want or need um, will help immensely in their just psychological state. Yeah, and just to add on to that, what Connor said, I, I coming from that perspective, I feel like that question, I, I would say I'm a little sensitive on because when people ask me how I'm doing, I, I go out of the social norm and I'm like, oh, I'm doing well. I just did this today, I did this, this, and this, and people are like stunned. They don't just say, so if someone, someone tells you about that day like that, like, Talk about it, you know, like ask them. Hype them up, hype them up. Right? Like, I, 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 I'm fully honest with myself. I know I'm sensitive about it, but it happened the other day at work. Someone was like, oh, how are you doing? I'm, how you been, man? And then after he asked that, he completely ignored what I said. And he's like, oh, I need you on this new project. And I was like, are you, come on, man, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, how often do we hear this weird thing where somebody goes, hey, how you doing? And then the guy goes, bad, and you're like, Oh, but shit. this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. I mean, like, I think we're always accustomed to people just saying, "Good, I'm doing well," or "I'm doing good." <laughs> Thanks for asking. Um, and I think we just pass over it. And I think you know these conversations are so needed because we're all going through something at all the time. You know, especially with coronavirus going on, and you know, all these different aspects of our lives just completely, you know, changing, and the world around us changing. Uh, with Black Lives Matter movements and all this different stuff, you know, I think the conversations need to be had and we need to continue to push each other forward, um, especially as Connor mentioned, you know, when we want to go from point A to point B, it's a straight line and we got to hold each other accountable. We got to help each other row to get there. Um, and that kind of gets me to this last segment here, guys. Um, and basically what I want you all to do is reach out to somebody you haven't talked to in a while, have these conversations, start to have these conversations. Um, a lot of people in our lives, Connor and Derek, you know, we haven't probably talked to in a little while. Maybe it was a month. Maybe it was a couple months. Um, but let's let's start to have these conversations. Let's see how they're doing, and not just, hey, how you doing? Good. All right, cool. That was awesome. But maybe give them a phone call. You know, have a ten minute, twenty minute conversation. Let's just check in on some people, see how they're actually doing. Any thoughts there? Any last words before we leave uh, leave our community here? Yeah, super anecdotal, but on that topic of calling something you haven't in a while you guys did you guys hear about tim lee got getting married or engaged <laughs> well you got engaged see there, there's an example like see they didn't even know Our there friend, you go yeah Connor, uh, last words yeah i mean not even just somebody you haven't talked to in prior months but maybe you had a really good friend in college and you're three three years out of college and you haven't spoken to them in three years you know, now is probably a good time. Now is better than ever to just hit them up and be like, hey, how have things been? And have a conversation then. For all you know, it's going to be five minutes. And if it's five minutes out of your day, that is 0.25% of your actual day. So you're not wasting yeah. any time. If you think you're wasting time, you're not. And the only thing you're going to do is put a smile on somebody's face and hopefully yours. I mean, how often... 
Did I leave you guys random voicemails in college? Oh, all the time. Mm. All the time. Ooh. Dude, and it was mostly late night. night. It was mostly always, late night. When some of them were late night, you know, it was some drunk <laughs> college guys. But I think it was always like something that we could text about or talk about the next morning. Just be like, oh, <laughs> he seemed like you're doing well. Is everything going all right? But uh, yeah, I think guys, uh, you know, I'll leave it here. Um, but I hope we, I hope we brought that fire today for all you. And I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Let us know what you think. And, uh, let's have ourselves a killer mother. Can't say the word. I don't think, but, uh, let's have ourselves a killer week. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Let's get it.